This truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Hey everyone, so today's podcast is a little bit different. These, the next three podcasts that you're going to be available for you in this series is part of the Money Mindset Mastermind, which I ran live a couple of months ago. It was live in the Facebook group and it was really around helping mums in business to work on their money mindset. Um, So I've now turned those trainings into podcasts, into options on my YouTube channel, So that that information that was really, really fun to share with you guys could be out for everyone. So I just want you to dive straight in, enjoy these three sessions. They're all three different lengths and we cover a lot of content. I also just want to touch on, you know, if you resonate with this, if you get value out of this, if you enjoyed listening and you learned something from it, that probably means you might be the right person who is interested in actually joining my Sexy Selfish Elite 12 month mastermind. It's a monthly mastermind where we have live Q&A sessions, guest speakers come on in to help you grow your business, daily inspiration, audio trainings, journaling prompts, everything you could possibly imagine over 12 months is to help you grow your business, your life, your abundance into a place where you're just the most fully fucking hell yes version of you. So if that sounds like something you're interested to learn more about, at the end of the podcast, go and click the link in the show notes to find out more about the Sexy Selfish Elite or send me a message on Instagram and I can give you a little bit more information about that and joining and just welcoming you into our tribe. Anyway, I hope you enjoy today's little podcast. It's a three-part series. Um, Let's dive in. Good morning, everyone. Just as it's like counting down to live, I'm like, I should probably put lip gloss on. If we're doing this thing, we should do it properly, right? So let's um, let's put some lip gloss on. All right. Anyone wondering? That was whatever this thing is. Arbon? I think I got it free in something. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the three-day money mindset mastermind which is a total mouthful and I really not think about the marketability of that name when I created it at 3am a few nights ago. So welcome boss mums. Today is Wednesday. It is our day one and we are going to be talking today about, obviously I'm going to introduce myself for people that have never worked with me or been following my stuff before. Um, And then we're going to be talking about money mindset and how it actually affects how we self-sabotage in our businesses, which is going to be a really interesting conversation. Now, 
in terms, I haven't done a three-day challenge like this in probably over a year, but I know from previous ones that they work best when you guys get involved in the process. Like Elle Woods from Legally Blonde with her hair speech to Congress, you have to get involved in the process. Otherwise, you end up with bobs and a bang, which is not what we want. So comment when you're watching the replay, comment, get involved. Now, always come back and try and answer as many of these comments as they come through. So firstly, when you jump on, I just want you to let me know where you're tuning in from so I can kind of get a bit of an idea, um, you know, where in Australia or where in the world you're tuning in from. I always still feel like it's everyone in little old Adelaide. And then I check my analytics or my Facebook girl comes through and she sends me reports and she's like, it's actually Melbourne. You're very popular in Melbourne and Canada. And I'm like, what? But anyway... So I just want you to come on when you're coming in or you're watching the replay, let me know where are you tuning in from um, and that will just help me kind of wrap my head around where we're reaching and what are you up to today? Are you excited about this challenge? I'm really excited about it. I'm stoked. I love going live. I love doing kind of like group coaching trainings like this. But um, as my Sexy Selfish Elite tribe has grown where we do these type of sessions weekly if not fortnightly we've got guest speakers in and you know they're big intense sessions I found the more that I'm doing them which is great because those are women that are paying for content and they deserve the majority of my time the less I'm doing it with you guys so I thought three days intensive best way to get back into it so who am I <laughs> my name's Shani Gates I am a mum of two and a bit we are 18 weeks I don't think you can see it the way my head computer's angle, but we are 18 weeks pregnant with a baby boy. Was not expecting that one at all. <laughs> that was um, a really, 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 really subconscious manifestation. That was not a conscious one at all. So we are now going to be a mum of three, which is still freaking me out and I'm kind of wrapping my head around. Um, so yeah, I'm due December 30th, but I have a seven-year-old son called Eric, who's also on the autism spectrum. So he does have a disability. It takes up a lot of my time. I also have a daughter, Holly. She is five and she is the most adorable, wonderful thing I've ever seen. And I'm so proud to have made her. But also, oh my fucking God, she is hard work. She has this attitude that I just don't even know. I don't even know where it's, she's so different to me and my husband. Um, she's our little hurricane, Holly. So I'm pregnant, I have two kids. My life is very, very full. Um, I also run two, two businesses because I'm crazy, <laughs> apparently. So six years ago, I started a spray tanning company. I was kind of bored at home as a mum, and I wanted a way that I could make money without having to um, pay for daycare. So I started my spray tanning business that has been going now for six years, which blows my mind. Six years we've been tanning babes every single week. I still do it. I love it. It's almost as much hard work to keep that business from growing and exploding than it is from trying to grow it now. We're at that point where I'm just trying to maintain what we've got, um, especially as I'll be taking a couple of months off to have baby. I didn't take time off to have my daughter and um, 
I was tanning a week until I had her and like a week after I started tanning and, and this, this time I know that my body's going to need a little bit more of a break. So I've got my story tanning business. I also spent three years um, in a high level position in a network marketing company working with a nutrition and supplement company. That was one of the most interesting experiences of my life. I got a lot of travel. I made a lot of money. I met the most amazing people and I learned so much about business, about people, about mindset, about networking. And it was really during that time when I started to dive into money mindset, you know, working in network marketing, I was coaching and mentoring a team of over 200 women. And I was going through this kind of money mindset transformation myself. Some months I would be earning a lot of money. Other months I couldn't afford toilet paper. It was a really, really interesting time in my life. But I was noticing the more I went through this money mindset work myself, it was actually what the people I was trying to mentor and coach in the nutrition business, that was actually the type of help they needed to get them from where they currently were to where they wanted to go. It was money mindset. It was the subconscious belief system that they had. It was the way that they perceived wealth that was actually stopping them from getting to where they're going. So that's what I'm really, really passionate about, empowering women, um, empowering them to be unapologetically ambitious, um, and also recognizing that, you know, between where they are now, where they want to be, there's some money mindset stuff that they have to work through and just kind of being here as a vehicle and a message to help them through that when they're ready. So kind of a little bit about me. That's how Sexy Selfish began, which is what you're watching here. This is my brand, Sexy Selfish, built from the ground up, blood, sweat and tears by me. <laughs> I had someone the other day ask if it was a franchise. I'm like, when have you ever heard another business called Sexy Selfish? Like, what type of franchise do you think this is? But yes, I do get a lot of um, Indian men messaging me, asking me for sexy videos or if I would like photos of their penis, which I don't because it's sexy selfish, but I just couldn't call my business anything else because I believe being selfish for a small amount of time makes you selfless the rest of the time and makes you a way fucking happier human. And I think selfish is very, very sexy. So uh, I've been getting the most intense pregnancy sneezing fits ever. Like I'll be totally fine and then the next minute I am just like achoo, achoo, achoo. So I don't know what's I don't know what's happening. Anyway, I've heard it can happen, but it just hasn't happened to me before. Alright, so let's talk about money mindset, because that's why you're here. And for women in business, these I mean, let me just touch on some of the issues that I, I work with with my one-on-one -on -one clients and that I see for so many women in business who are trying to grow and they're saying, I want six figure months, I wanna um, I want 10k months, I want a six figure year, I want a seven figure year, I want to go, I want to upscale, I want to do what I see what everyone else is doing and I know that it's possible because I see everyone else doing it. And what happens is they can, they're taking the action and they're doing the work and then this subconscious self-sabotage stops happening. You keep cock blocking the universe and you don't even know you're doing it, right? And what happens is there's this subconscious messaging, this belief system, this kind of programming that you've had since a child that keeps getting in the fucking way of what you're trying to achieve. So let's touch on that bit because I'm, no, I know what I want to talk about. I had this all scripted out lovely and then I was backing up my emails and I forgot to save it. So it went. So we're going, 
We're totally winging it. Best things in life, wing it. Eyeliner, life, everything. Hmm. Okay, so what I'm hearing a lot is my parents and my family judge the way that I spend my money. I just ignore my money. I feel really out of control with it and, you know, the debt's there and I know that my business isn't making as much, but I'm just... It makes me feel worse if I pay attention to it, if I'm tracking it, like I don't want to know. I want to make more money and I want to grow my business, but I don't want to pay more tax. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to be too big. I don't want to be too seen. I know I want to make more money and I want to hit six figures this year, but my husband doesn't support my business. And there's, I'm really, really worried about how making more money than him will affect our relationship. Every time I talk about how much money my business makes, people still don't understand what my business does. They're not happy for me. They tell me to stop bragging. There's so many different things that I hear from a conscious place when I'm having conversations with women. And then there's so many different things when you start reading between the lines and digging deeper into it from a subconscious place. So let's start off with what's the difference between conscious and subconscious. Subconscious is like running Windows on your computer. It's like the, the program and the coding behind a website template or a WordPress site. It's, it's the background underneath instructions for how things work. Your conscious, on the other hand, that's your keyboard, your desktop, your mouse, you know, you're moving, you're typing instructions in, but you can only type things that don't conflict with the base code. Your programming is happening in the background and, you know, we can try and make as many changes as we want. We can try and click on things. We can try and move things, copy things, download things. And sometimes the programming just doesn't let us. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. I feel like that is the best interpretation of conscious and subconscious. It's like conscious is this tip of the iceberg, the very tip where we're able to say, yes, I want that, no, I don't want that, you know, breathe, this is the information I'm pulling in. But then the subconscious is this huge titanic iceberg underneath, this huge thing that we're not even aware of is there, but that's actually the programming. That's, you know, your windows, the programming, the coding on your computer of your brain that is actually making the decision. And it's huge and it's unseen. And as much as we're learning about it in the science today, we're still kind of piecing the puzzle together about how much it actually influences us. How does this affect your money mindset? Well, consciously, we can be saying, I want to hit six figures. I want to run this amazing business because I know it's going to be life changing. I'm so excited. And I say my affirmations every day and I'm taking all the action to achieve my goals. Subconsciously, that programming has my dad's brother made a lot of money and lived in a three-story mansion and my dad didn't like him because he had a lot of money or even because he was a nice person, whatever went on with them. Somehow your subconscious programming equates rich with someone my family won't like. It equates wealth with something negative. So even though consciously you're putting in the programming, you're going, I want to hit six figures, I want to grow my business, I want to be a rich, abundant, badass woman. Your subconscious programming, the thing that is controlling everything, is saying that rich people are 
not nice, but rich people are gross, rich people are evil, rich people are selfish and they'll step all over to get to the top. And if I become really wealthy, my dad won't like me anymore because my dad didn't like his rich uncle or whatever it is. It could be so many different things. But today, for the sake of, for this, for the sake of today's example, let's go with that one. So every time you try to create more wealth, every time you book new clients, you might raise your prices, you might be, you know, hire a marketing team, whatever it is, you're taking physical steps forward to reach your goal. Yet subconsciously, we self-sabotage because really deep down inside our little inner child doesn't want us to be wealthy because they're scared they're going to be pushed out or disliked or seen as someone who is greedy and evil and disgusting like that inner child views wealthy people. So there's a whole lot of work we can do there around judgment, around forgiveness and releasing that money story. But today I just want you to understand why that might be happening for you, why you find yourself. And this is how I've seen it manifest in a lot of my clients is, you know, they, they've decided they want to raise their prices. And yet when it comes down to when someone says, oh, Russell, I want to work with you, how much is it? They instantly give the old prices. Or they instantly, without even having the person ask for it, they give them a discount. They're like degrading themselves already because they're self-sabotaging. They don't want to make too much money. And there's this battle between conscious and subconscious going on saying, we want to make more money. Why did you just discount your service? Or why did you just let that person go? Or why did you just step back and stay in fear town? Like, you idiot, you know you want to make more money. But subconsciously it's going, keep us safe. Let's keep us safe because the benefit to staying broke, the benefit to being small is that comfort zone. For me, I, when I was making a lot of money in my network marketing company, and I mean, I was a full-time mum with nearly double a full-time income, you know, that I would have gone going back to work full-time, which is a lot of money for a stay-at-home mum with two kids selling protein shakes online and I was making a lot of money. I was traveling a lot. I was going, you know, interstate as guest speaker. We were being flown internationally. We were winning free holidays. We just bought new, like all this stuff was happening in our life and it was exciting, but we were working really hard for it. And I went from just being a stay at home mum with this little spray tanning business to this very successful career woman speaking on stages in front of two, 3000 people flying all over the world. And the friends I had at the time, they didn't like that and they didn't understand it and it didn't make them feel comfortable. It made them feel uncomfortable. And what happened is even though I was making lots of money and traveling the world and everything like that, I lost my group of friends, about eight women who we did everything together. Uh, eventually I stopped getting invites and it was the most traumatic thing I've gone through. So every time since then, I would have a really amazing month. I mean, the first time Sexy Selfish was three months old when I had my first $17,000 month, which was really fucking exciting for me and my husband and my kids and everything. We were so excited. And I couldn't tell anyone because I was so scared if I told someone, if I celebrated, if I even embraced this victory just a little bit, I would lose them. I would be seen as bragging. I would make them uncomfortable to be making so much money. Like, 
and there are still a couple of people in my life, a couple of family members who I think do feel uncomfortable with how much money I make. But that story, I self-sabotaged. The next, like I made $17,000. The next month I made $21. I'm not even joking. 17K, top of the fucking world, $21. Because I had this story that was like, it can't get better than this. Like, this is it. Like, I've done it. And if I keep doing this, I'm going to lose everyone around me. And so it was working through my own, like, I was teaching money mindset. I was working business coaching clients, which is what I love doing. And at the same point as helping them work through their shit, I was working through my own stuff. So I had this subconscious story that the more money I make, the more people I'll lose. People won't like me. People will see me as a bitch if I make too much money. And then I had to sit back and ask myself, is that true? Is that really true? People are not going to like me whether I'm wealthy or not because I have a strong personality. People love Oprah and people hate Oprah. People love Elon Musk and people hate Elon Musk. Like, it's just a part of it. You can't be everyone's peach. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I'm definitely going to be some people's espresso martini or some people's gin at the end of the night. I'm going to be that because that's what I connect with people. So I was holding back. I was self-conscious, subconsciously sabotaging, making less money to stay comfortable to stay around my friend unit, to stay around the women that either were raising kids and not working or they had part-time jobs that they hated and here I had a career that I loved. I was keeping myself small in this box to make them feel comfortable. So in what way are you keeping yourself small? In what way are you self-sabotaging your ambition to keep the status quo as it is because everyone hates change. Mm. When that first drop hits your soul. (laughs) So good. So fucking good. Everyone's, a couple of people have said to me like, should you be having coffee when you're pregnant? I'm like, uh, well I am. The way I look at it, I did everything right with my son, Eric. Followed the baby book to a T, didn't touch coffee, didn't touch eggs, didn't touch anything, did everything to a T. Still ended up having the most traumatic labor and Eric ended up autistic, which I know is like not my fault. It's genetic as fuck if you look at my family and my husband's family. But still after that, I'm just like, whatever. I'm not going to drink, smoke, do drugs, anything stupid like that. But if I want a cup of fucking coffee, I'm having a cup of coffee. All right, so so far we touched on what is subconscious, what is conscious. Conscious is your instructions. Subconscious is the programming in the computer that actually decides what we do or not. So I want you to think back to the first memory that you have of money. What's the first memory you have of money? Like when you were little, maybe it was when you were a teenager, what's the first clear memory that you have of money in your life? Um... I obviously had the script, we can't afford that, we can't afford that, played over and over and over and over and over again as a kid. I thought we were broke. I thought our family was so fucking poor. And it turns out we were not. We were actually really well off. We were quite wealthy. My family had, you know, they paid off their house and we had a holiday house that was paid off. 
and nice cars and nice things. And my dad had these, you know, really expensive hobbies. He's a professional shooter. Um, back then he was hunting. Now he's like a professional long, long distance F class shooter who like travels around the world doing competitions um, and teaching other people how to do it. But that's a really expensive hobby. As a kid, I thought we were baroque because I constantly heard, we can't afford it. Do you really need that? Stop wasting things. Um, every every cent was saved. All birthday money was saved. When I finally got a summer job at 15, teaching swimming lessons. By the way, teaching swimming lessons to disabled kids, which I should not have been doing with a two-day course as a 15-year-old. I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, how did they let me do that? I could have killed these kids. When I got my summer job, everything went into savings. I thought we were fucking poor and I acted and behaved as if we were poor. Um, we weren't. We were very well off. And I found out later as an adult, like as an adult with my own two kids, that my parents are actually really well off and have made really, really, really incredibly smart financial decisions. And I'm so proud of them. But at the time, I'm like, you didn't realize how fucked up that is. Do you realize how you fucked me up? I didn't ask for anything. I never asked for ballet lessons. I never asked for toys. I didn't ask for anything because I knew we couldn't afford it. And my parents were like, you don't, like, why didn't you ever ask to do sports or ballet or anything? And I'm like, I knew we couldn't afford it. And they're like, yes, we could have. I was like, ah, why did you do this? So for years, for me, it's been this scarcity mindset. From all of that growing up, going, there'll never be enough. You have to save it for a rainy day. Don't spend anything. Don't waste anything. It's been whenever I've got money. And like we've had, I've had $3.21 in the bank. Not enough to buy toilet paper. Getting your card declined for buying toilet paper is the most humiliating thing in the world. So I've had my card declined for toilet paper. I've also had at a point where we had $55,000 extra sitting in our bank. Like what the fuck do we do with this? And we went and saw our financial planner who was this grumpy old man who said, come back to me when you got a hundred grand and we'll talk. So we blew all the money because it was scary having it sitting in there. <coughs> With that scarcity mindset, afraid to spend every dollar, massive, massive guilt. Anytime I did do anything for myself, that experience I had as a child of no we can't afford to get that magazine no don't be ridiculous we have to get black and white black and gold ice cream that stayed with me for so long it that was the programming there will never be enough you can't afford it and if you do get money something bad will happen where it will need to be used so anytime you do get money you need to put it aside because something bad's going to happen and that money's going to go that was my subconscious programming going on in the background. So even though I was trying to make more money, I was trying to jump into six-figure business. I was trying to call in this more abundant life. Every time I did that, it would still be, you can't spend that money because something bad is going to happen. So I would always manifest something bad to happen. And what was the other one? Oh, everyone won't like you when you make lots of money. So those are just a couple of examples from my personal journey with money mindset about what's really steering the ship for you. Basically, as a human being, we don't do anything that doesn't benefit us in a way, right? Like we wouldn't do something that everything we do 
has a benefit to us. Even when people say, don't be ridiculous, like feeding the homeless does no benefit to me or doing this and I don't even put it on Facebook so no one even knows that I'm doing it. The benefit is the warm, fuzzy feeling you get. So every single one of us in business, in life, in general, as a woman, as a human, everything we do has a benefit attached to it that is higher than, like the pro is higher than the con. So what is your benefit of staying broke? What is the benefit of being small and unseen and unsuccessful? My benefit was if I'm broke, everyone will like me because I'm the same as them. I'm relatable if I'm broke. No one's going to push me out the circle. I'm not going to be left on my own. My benefit of being broke was, well, if I didn't make that much money in my business, I'm, you know, I don't have to pay tax and I'm not going to get in trouble for not paying tax. And I'm not going to have all these, you know, like lawyers and like the bigger I get, the more money I make, the more clients I take on, the bigger I'm going to get, the more visible I am. And then the more open I am to criticism, to legal trouble, to getting in trouble. The benefit of being broke is when I have no money, it's really easy to make a decision because it's, can we afford this? Can't we afford this? When I have lots of money, it comes down to, is this ethically aligned with our goals? Do we need it? Do we want it? Is my husband trying to convince me that we need it when really he just wants it? Is this the right decision for us now? Could we do this later? Could we? Do, um, it's just too much. When we're broke, when we're living on the bones of our ass using coins from our kids' money box to buy milk and bread, which I'm disgusted to say has happened before, not recently, a long time ago, there is no worse feeling than having to go and break into your kids' pee bank to get coins to walk to the shop because you can't even afford to put petrol in your car to drive to get milk and bread just to get through the week until payday. Most disgusting feeling ever. But the benefit to that is I don't have to make a decision about whether I want the organic, oh, baby's kicking, hello, peanut. Um, I don't have to make the decision whether I want the organic local milk or whether I want the Coles milk or whether I want the one with the cute bottle which just looks great in my fridge. I just get the cheapest milk. It removes decisions from my life. And that was a big benefit of staying broke and staying poor for me. And so I had to work through that with a lot of journaling and then, you know, using a budget calculator, using a system that works where it, we still have kind of, for me and my husband, we have structure in place about how we make financial decisions. We have a support team around us, a financial advisor, a wealth planner, you know, brokers, people that we can rely on, like our financial dream team that can help us make those decisions as well. So homework, homework, let's talk about homework. And then I'm going to pull a card for an affirmation today. And then I have to jump on to the Sexy Selfish Elite page because we have our monthly guest speaker, Becky Fagan, and she's coming in to talk about how to make money off Instagram, which I'm so excited about. Mm. So homework for today. And I'll put this in the comments as well. I want you to... Think really hard. Well, first I want you to write down 50 things you're grateful for all the time. Gratitude is key. Get yourself into that vibrational alignment. 50 things you are grateful for. I'm using my 
money for mommy card day. 50 things you're grateful for. Second, I want you to think about your first ever memory of money. What's the first thing you remember about money your entire life? Just write down the situation. And then I want you to start tapping into what's that benefit of broke? What is the good things about staying where you are in life? Maybe it's what are the good things about staying in the house you're currently in. You might be going, I want to build a new house. I want to do this. I want to move here. And yet it hasn't happened in five years and you never quite make enough money to do it. What is the benefit of you staying exactly where you are? You might be saying, I want a six-figure business and then it just never happens. What is the benefit of your business staying at the level it currently is? For some people, this is, you know, I don't have to worry about taxes. I don't have to worry about hiring staff, paying super. I, at this this stage of my business, I want to make more money, but at this stage of my business, it works really well because I don't have to take on more clients. I don't have to travel more. I get to be with my kids. What is your benefit of staying broke? So I just want you to journal on those two things. Then I'm going to give you an affirmation for today. And then tomorrow we're going to dive deeper into the homework we've done today. And tomorrow, let's see what else we're talking about tomorrow for our big card, actually. Tomorrow we are talking about giving money a purpose and creating space matching your physical actions to your intentions. This is a big one. This is the one where people go like, oh, duh, duh, of course I can't build my business. Of course I can't step into that next level of growth because I haven't done X. So that's tomorrow's topic. All right. Picking a card, the intention that the group needs to hear today and help guide them into the next level of abundance in their life and business is. Oh, perfect. So I am fully supported making money by doing what I love. How perfect is that one? I am fully supported making money by doing what I love. I want you to take that, write it down at least three times, max 50 times. Um, I want you to write it on post-it notes and put it around. I want you to set timers in your phone that can alert you and remind you this. I want you to say it over and over. I am fully supported making money by doing what I love. So that is today's hiccups. That is today's affirmation um, because I know I'll get a heap of questions about it. This is my card deck. Oh, I dropped it. This is my card deck from the Sexy Selfish Elite. So when you join the Sexy Selfish Elite, you get these posted to you. Um, it's a 24-card deck. And they all have different designs, and it's all around abundance and money manifestation, which is what I'm really proud of, this is the only way to get them, is to be a part of the Sexy Selfish Elite. They are not available for individual sale. All right, guys. I'm actually about to jump off now and go on live in the Sexy Selfish Elite for our guest hot seat session, which will be great. And, yeah, I hope you guys got some value out of today. I can't wait to see how you go with the homework. And I will see you tomorrow for our talk about action and intention and yeah, I hope I hope this made sense. I hope you got value out of it. I enjoyed doing it. This was fun. Bye.
If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.